You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. It's my joy this morning to bring us to the word. And as we do that, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you that you give us your word that speaks into our hearts, that brings life, that gives us wisdom, that shows us the way. And we open up our hearts to you this morning. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, will you come and take your word and make it real to us? Help us to understand it and make sense of it. And let it bring your kingdom in our hearts and lives today, we pray. Amen. Oh man, well, if you're sitting down now and you're a boy or a girl, maybe you're under 12, just give me a wave. <coughs> give me a wave. Lift your hand right up. That's cool. It's great to have you in the service with us this morning. And I know normally at this point you go out upstairs, but we're pleased to have you in this morning. And the words that I'm going to say are for you as well as for your mums and dads and for the grown-ups in the room. So if you can listen, then there'll be something for you to learn this morning. Anybody notice we've got a picture up on the screen here. Anybody know where this is? Coventry. Coventry at night. Look at all those lights shining. Look at the beautiful lights on the council house and the cathedral lit up beautifully. This is what we're used to seeing when it's dark, isn't it? We see lights on, street lights on, the building lights are on. Everything's okay. But I don't know, have anybody here ever been somewhere where there's no lights on at night and it's completely pitch black, like so black that if you put your hand in front of your face, you can't even see it. Anybody ever done that? Been somewhere out of the city? So a few of you, a few of you know what that is like. When you're in a place like that, it can be a bit confusing. It's so unusual to just not be able to sense where anything is around you. And because we so rely on our sight and our vision, we can find it disorientating, puzzling, a bit like that face on the screen behind me. We're like, this, where am I? What's going on? What is happening around me? When I was growing up, all of our holidays were always camping in a tent. And uh, I would have a little bit of our tent, a little pod, which I slept in by myself. And I remember one night waking up in the middle of the night, it was pitch black. Couldn't see a thing. Expecting kind of that the tent would stretch out down towards my toes, which is kind of how I'd gone to sleep. But as I raised my hand towards my face, I felt tent in front of me, right here. And I couldn't see, and it didn't make sense. I was like, has the tent closed in on me overnight? Now, obviously, the tent hadn't closed in on me overnight. I just turned around a bit in my sleep. But when it's pitch black and you can't see, it can be confusing. It can be puzzling. It can be disorientating. But something else happens when you go somewhere and it's that dark. And what happens is that if you look up at the sky, when there's no lights on, you see something incredible. I think we're going to see it. You see the stars. You see the Milky Way in all its glory. I've been a couple of times, been to some places in Devon and Scotland where you're way out of the city, where it's pitch black. But about 11 p.m., I've gone out at night and looked up. Gone, wow, I didn't know there were this many stars. Are there this many stars in Coventry? Well, apparently there are, but we just can't see them all because of all the light on the ground. But you see the beauty 
of the sky, the stars shining brightly. Anybody ever seen the stars look like that? Maybe in Africa, maybe in Scotland. Lots of you, you've seen it. They're there every night. We just don't always see them. I want to talk to us this morning for a few moments about us shining like stars about light coming from our lives. And I want to turn our attention to two verses from the Bible this morning. And to help me to do that, I wonder if I've got a couple of young people who'd come and read a Bible verse for me. They're not difficult verses. There's no difficult names or really long words. So if there's anyone here between the age of maybe 8 and 18 who'd be up for coming and reading a verse, just stick your hand up. Anyone between 8 and 18... Yep, go on, Anna. That would be great. Anybody else? Thank you very much. Brilliant. Mia, come on. Fantastic. Let me give you that to have a look at. You can have a look at that one for a moment, just to have a read through. All right, we'll give them a moment. Okay, you're good to go? Okay, Anna's going to go first. This is from Philippians 2, 14 to 16. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the world of, to the word of life. Brilliant. Thank you. And now over to Mia. Mia's going to read from Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give it, give it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Superb. Thank you. Brilliantly read. Thank you. If you want to go back to your seat, you can keep that. You can keep that. Can I give that to you? In the first service, I just carried on using two mics for a while before somebody said, you probably don't need both of those. But these fantastic verses, we have the words of Jesus saying, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men. We've got the words of Paul saying, shine like stars. Shine like stars in a warped and a crooked generation. And I want to bring us these words this morning simply to encourage us that we have a light that shines into our lives, and the call for us is that we let it shine, we let it be seen, that we are the light of the world. But I've been thinking this week as I was thinking about these verses and wondering what what does it mean to be the light of the world? What was Jesus really meaning? What was Paul meaning when he's saying shine like stars? You know, we could easily misunderstand this if we think we're trying to bring some sort of natural light or natural brightness into the world. I think we're going to have a few pictures up here of how we could misunderstand this verse. Was Jesus meaning we should all dress in neon and bright clothes? This would be a way to lighten up the world, yeah? I don't think that's what Jesus is meaning. There's some other ideas. Should we all be wearing head torches, carrying torches, bringing extra lighting just to make sure, you know, wherever we are, it's never too dark? I don't think so. On this third one, there was a bit of a stir in the first service because I was going to say, you know, is Jesus saying we should all light up our houses at Christmas like the Americans do so you can't see the brickwork anymore? And I think there were a lot of people in church who thought, yes, we definitely should do that. And I want to say I'm a big fan of Christmas lights. 
But I don't think this is what Jesus was meaning when he said, be the light of the world. It's good for us to celebrate at Christmas and it's good for us to put lights on our house if you're in a position to. Or does Jesus mean be so awesome and so epic that everybody knows you're amazing? Like this guy hanging off a cliff because he's so strong and so daring. Are we meant to be the ones who are shining because of our brilliant ability? Are we meant to be the best in our workplace? Are we meant to be the ones getting A stars or grade nines or whatever they are now? Is he saying that we're to be the ones who shine in that way? I don't think this is what Jesus means. This is not the kind of light he's talking about. If you got all A stars or nines, if you can hang off a rock and they're amazing, brilliant, go for it, do it. But that isn't what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about a different kind of light. And really to fully understand what Jesus means by being the light of the world, we need to look at the one who was originally the light of the world. Does anybody know who it is that Jesus said was the light of the world? Jesus. I can hear people going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It is. It's one of the, it's not a trick question. The answer is Jesus. He said it of himself. He said, I am the light of the world. But he also said, you are the light of the world. In fact, Jesus said, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. But you know, Jesus has now ascended to the Father. He's poured out his spirit into us. And now he says, you are the light of the world. We have to look at how Jesus did this. What sort of light did Jesus bring? And that helps us to know what kind of light we should be bringing. And when I look at the light of Jesus, what I see Jesus doing was he showed people what God is like. He showed them how God loved them. He showed them how much God loved them. He showed them what God ways look like when they're lived out in a man, in a person, walking on the earth. He showed God to them in a way they could understand. He showed God to them in a way they could understand. That was what it meant for Jesus to be the light of the world. Because you know, when we begin to see who God is, when we begin to understand what he is like, when we understand that Jesus shows us God, everything else begins to make more sense, becomes less puzzling, we become less disorientated, and God's light begins to fill our lives. Paul says this in another verse, in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, in the message. He says, it started when God said, light up the darkness, and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ. Jesus came to make God visible, to help us understand him. But you know, when we're called to be the light of the world, we're not meant to come up with our own light. Like if we work really hard, if we do stuff really well, or we behave really nicely, like that suddenly makes us shine brightly. That isn't what God is saying. He's saying we don't have a light that comes from ourselves. Our light comes from knowing God. Our light comes from being connected to God. Our light comes because our lives get filled up with his light. And then they begin to look different. They begin to change. We talked earlier this year about our faith having a face because when we walk with Jesus, it looks different. It's why Paul would write to the church in the Philippians this verse that was read this morning and say, do everything without complaining or arguing. 
as you become blameless and pure children of God who shine like stars. Everything without complaining or arguing. Is there anyone who's managed everything so far this week without complaining or arguing? Anyone? No one actually confident enough to put up their hand. You know, we're still working on this, aren't we? But we're probably doing better than we used to as God begins to work in our lives. Because you see, as God works in our lives, as we get to know Jesus, as he changes us and makes us more like him, then what the people around our lives begin to see is something a little bit more like Jesus. We begin to show them what God is like. We begin to bring them light. You know, there's people around your life who see you, maybe your neighbors, maybe people who work near you or are in your workplace, maybe someone who sits next to you in literacy, maybe it's your teacher, maybe someone who's on the same table in biology. They know there's something different about you. They don't know what it is because they don't know God, but they know there's something different about you. They just can't work it out yet. And they might not talk about it. They might not tell you that they like it, but they're interested in it. They've noticed it, and they don't know what it is. And it can be a point which begins a conversation with people. I remember leading someone to come back to God. They'd backslidden in a workplace that I went to, my boss, in fact, and she just knew somehow from when I walked in that I was different in a good way. It wasn't that I was the best person she'd ever had working for, and not at all, but she knew there was something different, and it caused her to come back to God over time. But friends, we're not trying to make our own light. It's God's light shining in our lives reflecting. In fact, it's a little bit like the moon. You see this picture of the moon. We see the moon shining in the night every time the sky is clear, yeah? But the moon doesn't have any light of its own. It doesn't actually shine. It doesn't have light. The only light that the moon has is the light that comes from the sun. And the only bit of the moon that can shine is the bit of the moon that's lined up with the sun. So actually the rays of the sun can hit it and shine off and be reflected onto the earth. It has no light of its own. When it's not lined up or if something comes in between, then the moon can't shine. There is nothing to be seen. And this is a little bit like our lives. where We're called just to line up, get aligned with God, get aligned with his ways so that his light can shine into our lives. And then it can be reflected out and we can be the light of the world. That brings a challenge to us, doesn't it? How much of my life is full of God's light today? How much of your life is filled with God's light? How open are you to his his light, to his shining, into all the places in your heart? You know, I realized even as I prepared this, that often in the mornings I will pray a prayer, but I hadn't prayed it for a little while. I don't know why I'd stop praying it, but I will often pray, Lord, just come into every part of me today. Bring your light into every dark corner of my life today. And for some reason, I just hadn't prayed it for a while. I need to start again. That's a good prayer to pray. I want you to keep doing that, Lord. Sometimes we don't open every part of our life just because we're busy with other things. We're distracted. Or sometimes we don't want God in a little bit of our life because we want to do something our own way 
and not the way that he wants to do it. Sometimes we think we don't want God to see something that's going on in our lives, although I don't know if you know it, but God sees everything. Whether you talk to him about it, whether you think you're hiding it or not, he sees everything. But he won't barge into an area of your life that you're not choosing to open up to you about, to him with. As I was preparing this week, I was thinking about some lights that I've got in my garden. I've just got a little set of these kind of twinkly lights that sit in an old chimney thing in front of my shed. And what happens is when the light drops at dusk, they come on. So when I look out into the garden in the darkness, I see the twinkly lights. It's, just, it's a nice thing. They don't perform any particular purpose. It's just something I enjoy. But occasionally when I look out and it's definitely gone dark, the lights aren't shining. I'm like, what's happened to my lights? And normally when I go out the next day and I see what has happened, well, there's a little sensor, a little solar panel, and a sensor that normally sits on top of the shed where there's some sunshine. And whether a cat, whether a pigeon, something's been on my shed roof and it's knocked it off. And when I go out the next day, I find the solar panel is sat on the floor, down in the mud, can't see the sun, can't see the light, can't take any energy in. And so when it goes dark, the lights can't shine. And I know this is a really simple illustration this morning. I really feel there's some people here today and that's a picture of your life. Actually, you know God and you love God, but you know you're not shining very much at the moment. And it's actually just that the part of you that would be open to receive from him has got turned over. It's not in the right place. It's not in the right position. And I want to say to you this morning, it's so easy to put that right. When my lights don't work, I literally I just have to pick the thing up off the floor, brush off the dirt, and stick it back up in the light of the sun and the sun does the rest. It shines in and brings the change, brings all the light that is needed, all the energy and power that is needed so that the lights can shine again. And I want to just pause here for a moment and allow some people to respond. I wonder if we could maybe bow our heads across the room this morning. And maybe if this is speaking to you and you know that your life just isn't quite positioned in line with God right now. Or maybe you just know that for some reason you've not been quite so open to God's light. Maybe you've just been busy. Maybe there have been some difficult things to deal with that have just covered over that solar panel, if you like. I'm going to invite you just to stand right now and then I'm going to pray for you. Just stand to your feet and we'll pray together for God to come and to meet you here this morning. Thank you. There's a few people just standing. We're not going to stay here for long, so do just stand to your feet if this is speaking to you this morning. Wonderful. Anyone else want to stand before I pray? Father, we want to say thank you that you don't, you're not demanding of us, but you provide everything that is needed. All the light, all the power is in you. And we pray for our precious brothers and sisters this morning who through whatever circumstance find themselves just wanting to turn and be repositioned, open to your love, open to your grace, open to your power and light. And we pray for them in this moment this morning that as they stand and as they position themselves before you, you would so fill them with your presence, fill them with your light, fill them with your forgiveness and grace and joy. And help them, we pray, to be filled with your spirit and to go out from here this morning 
position before you to keep receiving your light so they shine again. We pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please do sit down. If God's moving in your heart, then do just stay. Stay open to him. Allow him to continue to do that. You know, the world around us needs us to keep shining. Anybody know that? The world around us does not have any light of its own. It's pretty dark. Paul said to the church in Philippi about the place where they were, he said, it's a warped and a crooked generation. I've got to say, I think it's the same in Coventry in 2018. It's a warped and a crooked generation. What we mean by that is that it's not quite lined up with where God is. It's not lined up with what God says about the world. It's not lined up with how God says we should live our lives. Some of the things going on in our city, even in the last 48 hours, it's not how God designed things to be. Because he's light and he's life. The world around us needs us to keep shining. We are the light of the world and he is calling us. And I want to remind us this morning, he's calling us to be the light. He's calling us to shine like stars. And I know we can each sometimes look at ourselves and think, do I really have that much light? In a city like Coventry, with all the darkness that there is, do I really have that much light? And you know, each one of us by ourselves, we don't have loads of light. But together, as we each the light of the world, as we each shine like stars, and it begins to change the situation, begins to change how much people can see. And we're going to do a bit of an illustration here this morning, and we're going to do it together just to help us to realize how much difference the light in our lives can make. And to do this, if you've got a phone with you, I'm going to ask you to get it out. Don't go on Facebook, don't go on WhatsApp, but if you get your phone out, and if you've got a torch on your phone, if you can kind of get that, you don't need to put it on immediately, but get that ready so you'll be able to put it on in a moment. I'm going to ask our stewards also to help us. I know some of you won't have a phone, and that's good. You're allowed to not have a phone, or you may have a phone and the torch is broken, or you may uh, be young and not need a phone. So first of all, if you're between 3 and 13, we've got some glow sticks that you can have, and we're going to invite you to come and get one. So we're going to have two stewards. We're going to have a couple at the front and a couple at the back. So kids, if you want to get out of your seat and come and get a glow stick... That's it. Come quickly. Thank you so much, stewards. There's some at the back as well. And then, yeah, don't crack them just yet. That's fine if you've done it. Don't worry. But if you can hold on to it and just take it back to your seat. And then I'm aware there might be some grown-ups here or other people you don't have a phone or don't have it with you. I think we've probably got a few glow sticks that you can also have. So if you would like a glow stick and you're sat down, just raise your hand and our stewards will bring you some. Don't worry, stewards, if you're still giving some out to kids, that's fine. That's it. If you keep your hand raised up. If we'll just give some of those out. And while they're coming out, if you want to turn to the person next to you and say, you are the light of the world. Brilliant, just keep your hand raised if you're waiting.
got to say, children in this service, you're better behaved than the children in the first service. You're listening very, very nicely. Don't tell them I said that, though. We don't want to discourage them. Brilliant. Have we got anyone waiting for a glow stick still? One or two at the back there. Okay, we've got phones at the ready. Okay. This is what we're going to do then. We're going to put the lights down, if we can do that now. Just hold on to your glow sticks and things. Brilliant. Okay, this is what it's like in the dark. Just keep your lights off for a moment. This is what it's like. Now, I want to do this a little bit at a time. Perhaps in the middle of the darkness here this morning, we've got some children who are maybe between three and five. And parents, maybe you could help them if they haven't already done their glow sticks. It's just for really little ones, age three to five. Just crack the stick all along, if you've not done one before, and give it a little shake, and then it'll start to glow. And if you're a parent of a preschooler, then perhaps you could also make your light shine. Put your torch light on and hold it up we'll begin to see some light. Brilliant. You know, if you've got really little ones in your family, then you get to see some people that the rest of us don't see. You go to toddler groups and parent groups. You're engaging with other new parents who are just getting used to the fact that life has changed and their perspective on life is changing. We don't go there. Will you shine in those places? Or maybe you're at primary school. Maybe if our primary school children, if you haven't yet done it, then crack your glow stick, give it a shake and get it to wave and hold it up. You know, most of us don't go into primary schools. We don't go in your playground. We don't know your teacher, but you do. And we want you to shine in those places. Maybe you're here and you're a young person, maybe 11 to 18 and you're at secondary school. Why don't you either get your phone light on, or if you've got a glow stick, get that going and glowing. You know, you're not just there for the sake of being there. You're not just there to learn, you're there to shine. God has said you're the light in that place. Maybe you're here this morning, you're a student at uni. Maybe you've just come to Coventry. Maybe you're about to go to another uni. Well, why don't you get your phone out and make your light shine? If we can keep these holding up. In fact, if you're involved in education, anywhere in education, maybe you're a teacher or a university lecturer, you're involved in the administration, you're a teaching assistant, any of these really important roles in education across our city. Let's get those phones on, get the glow sticks lighting, look around, look, can you begin? You can see people's faces again now. We're beginning to be able to see as it gets lighter in the room. Maybe here this morning you're involved in health and social care, a doctor or a nurse or a, tra or a trainee into one of those professions. Maybe you are a carer. Maybe you look after vulnerable people. Maybe you're a social worker or you're involved in fostering and adopting. If that's you, then get your light shining. Put your phone on or get your glow stick. And let's keep holding them up. Maybe your heart and your passion is for the people where you live. Maybe it's for your neighbors. Maybe for people you know or see regularly. Maybe God's placed you in a particular place and you're just passionate about those who are around you, and you serve them. And why don't you light your phone up or your glow stick right now? Maybe you're a business person and you work in finance. If that's you, then light your phone up right now. Shine your light and lift it up. Maybe you're in engineering or manufacturing, so important to the economy of this region. Just let your light shine right now. If you're involved in transport, taking people to where they need to be, you interface with so many people. Shine your light now. 
Maybe you're involved with law and order, justice. Maybe you're involved in the courts or you're a policeman or a policewoman. Why don't you light up your light now? Maybe you're involved in media or the arts, radio or theater or something along those lines. Just let your light shine now. And maybe you're here this morning and you do something completely different to anything I've mentioned uh, because I don't know about it or I've forgotten, but God has placed you there to be there, to shine, to light up the world where you are. Light your phone up right now. And now what I'm going to ask for us all to do is let's lift those lights up really high. They might have gone down. Look at this. Look around the room. You see, it was dark in the room, but when we all shine our lights, it becomes light. It's not fully light yet, but we can see. We can see the people around us. We can make sense of the space that we're in. This is what happens when we all shine like stars. This is what it can be like. Now, Jesus, in those verses in Matthew, he said, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. And I just want us to imagine putting these lights under a bowl, maybe just putting them under your arm. Let's all hide our lights for a moment. Now look around the room. We've all got lights. We've all got lights, but we're hiding them. We're not letting them be seen, and the room stays dark. Now let's all shine them again. Just bring them out and lift them up, and look at the difference that it makes when we all shine. Immediately we can see, we can see what's going on, and the room looks lovely again. There's a verse in 1 John 2, verse 8. It's going to come up on the screen. It says, the darkness is already on its way out. The true light is already blazing. Let me read that again. The darkness is already on the way out. The true light is already blazing. Friends, we can sometimes be afraid to shine our light. We can feel like we need to blend into the darkness. But when we shine our light, we're part of the light that God is already beginning to shine as he brings an end to the darkness. In Coventry, in the UK, across the world, there's coming a day when the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, is what his word says. One day everyone's going to know, everyone's going to see what God's like, and the world will be filled with his light. We're going to open the curtains and put the lights back on, and as we finish, we're going to pray. Yes, Lamai. In fact, if the whole band, if you want to come. And I simply want to pray for us as we finish. Because, you know, we can go about our lives and we can hide our lights. Or we can let our lights go out. Or we can keep our hearts and lives open to God, receiving his light, receiving his love, his forgiveness, his filling, and letting others near enough so they can see it. And it begins to change our city and light up the darkness. I want to pray for one group first of all. It's for those people who are going into something new in this next season. Maybe you're about to go into a new school. Maybe you're about to go away to uni. Maybe you've just come to uni. Maybe you're just starting a new job or you've just started a new job. You know when we go somewhere new, we can feel the pressure most of all to blend into the darkness and not shine. And I want to pray for those of us going into a new season or a new place that you would have the courage to shine in that place. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you just to stand to your feet if you're going into a new season, new school, new situation, or for some way you, you know you're going into a situation where you're not sure if you're going to be able to shine or not. Brilliant. 
Now, if there's people around you who are standing, you don't need to put a hand on them, but you can raise a hand towards them. And I want you to agree with me as we pray, to pray for them, that God's light would fill them and they'd be courageous and not hide their light. Father, we thank you that you fill us with light, that we would shine like stars. And we know that not everywhere is easy to shine in. We wanna pray for our brothers and sisters of all different ages here as they stand this morning, that you would fill them with your light again this morning and that you'd give them courage to shine like stars in the place where you have put them, that they would be your light in that place. They would show the people around them God in a way that they can understand. And we pray, Lord, that they won't be afraid we pray, Lord, that you'll find them others, bring them others alongside them to be a light with them, that they'd have strength and courage and boldness and that you will use them to shine your light in those places. And we thank you. Amen. 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 I'm going to encourage us all to stand up together just before we respond this morning by singing. I'm going to pray for us all that each one of us would be bold and courageous. Father, we thank you that you have placed every single one of us in a particular place. It says you choose the exact places where we should live. And we believe you've placed us to shine your light in all kinds of different places across this city and region. And we pray this morning that you would fill us again, Holy Spirit, with your light, with your power, with your forgiveness and grace. The Lord, we would keep being changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, that wherever we go, wherever we stand, wherever we meet people, they might see something more like Jesus, that we would show them God in a way that they understand, that you would enable us to be the light of the world, and we would indeed shine like stars and help to bring an end to the darkness. So we look to you, Lord, and we invite you into our hearts and our lives again for your honor and for your glory, we pray. Amen.